Blessings to all the kings and queens worldwide. This is DJ Vasetti, reporting live from Speaking Quilly, here with the beautiful Juju the model. Hey, thank you. Thanks for that compliment. Yes, <laughs> that song has me hype, hype, hype. I loved it. Hey, snaps, sirens. <laughs> That's your joint. Yeah, is that an original? Yeah, it is. It is mad gay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though, because that's the point of speaking queerly. Yes, welcome to our first ever episode. I'm so, so super excited. Finally. Uh, yes, that we get this shit on the fucking road. Like, this has been um, long, long coming, uh, 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 awaited. Long overdue. Long overdue, Yes. Um, over a year of fucking planning. Exactly, exactly. Take the words Talk because about I can't find them. <laughs> Not even that. It's you know life. life, other projects, trying to get your ducks in a row, and sometimes you just like it'll never feel ready. You just gotta pull the cord. You just gotta We're pull here. the tr- you know pull the trigger or what have you. Ready to give people a colorful insight. Yes, that's right. We got, you got um, DJ Rossetti, who's a DJ, right? What 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 else are you? Besides a DJ. I mean, if you really want to get technical, uh, I'll fit under the entrepreneur umbrella because I have a few things under my belt. Yes. Uh, but yes, DJing is one of them. Uh, I like to entertain. I'm also a, a consultant when it comes to business. That's what I'm really an expert of. I've been uh, in the restaurant business since 2004. Became a restaurateur in 2011. Uh, for a multi-billion dollar company. And uh, in 2015 was when I decided to really go full throttle with the DJing. And uh, you guys could check me out on Station Hud. I actually have a station there. Just search DJ Versetti. Yeah, she just put me onto that app. I was like, what? What, what is it? Yeah, so you can listen to a bunch of tunes that I pretty much selected for. So it's a platform for radio stations, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it took me forever to get the <laughs> to get to understand that. I and was like, I don't get it. What do you mean? Free. Spotify? And it's free? Free 99. That's for me. Easy peasy. So go ahead, guys. Download that. Get her station. I have it in my phone, and I'm definitely going to listen to it very soon. Um, I'm really excited about this podcast because uh, it's something near and dear, only because I get to speak to my queer community, and not just gay, because you don't have to be gay to be queer. Right, Versetti? <laughs> right? What was that? Right, what? Right, Versetti? I was like, I tripped on <laughs> my, my words. Right, Versetti? I'm sipping on some, um, what ah. are we sipping on today? Oh, we're actually sipping on some Bel Air Luxe. Mimosas. Rosé mimosas. Mm. Shout out to Bel Air. Thank you for very, that. Very, very tasty. And I do not like champagne. I'm not a big champagne drinker. I do like mimosas. I'll be extra heavy on the orange juice to like drown out the, the bitterness of champagnes. But this, this right here, this Bel Air Rosé. Looks, I gotta put the Lux in there, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because there's um, the the Bel Air Rosé, which is the black bottle. Oh, but this one's the pink bottle. This the, one's the Bel Air Rosé Lux. Ooh. It makes me feel. I feel fancy. I feel, you know, rich and As shit. You should. Rich and shit. As you should. I'm like, oh, I, I want to sip it, but I'm like, stay away from the equipment. <laughs> but definitely wanna. Delish. I wanna let the listeners know more about you, Juju. Okay, well, um, 
I'm Juju the Model everywhere at Juju the Model. You can follow me. Um, uh, I wouldn't say I'm an entrepreneur, but I would put that on my bucket list of things to do. Definitely become an entrepreneur. Right now, I'm a freelance model been published and i also do another podcast and i host events so hit me up that podcast is the hangover takeover you can check that out i do that with my homeboy the standby gypsy shout out totally different avenue we talk about entertainment shout out real quick to gypsy yes definitely because he had put the podcast bug in my ear essentially and i've you know how long you been doing the podcast oh my goodness seven years wow i'm going on seven years it started over in this little studio over in port chester new york and i've fallen in love with it um before podcasting became a really big hit and i'm gonna have to turn because i don't like not looking at you <laughs> i'm gonna have to reposition this mic in a second but um hashtag quarantine life yes because we're recording out of the house we're trying to be safe like all y'all and not like you know spread anything and, and for the future listeners be, like listeners that are gonna listen to this in the future uh right now we're going through covid19 pre-recorded yeah so that's what we're talking about hashtag quarantine life yes so yeah we're recording from home so he essentially put the bug in my ear and after we can no longer be housed by a studio i was not gonna let that stop me and i went out and um bought some equipment and i was like you know fuck paying rent fuck paying other people to do something that i could do myself That's you know right. and then i called up Rossetti. i was like you know what we could definitely do this this podcast thing not, nothing's good nothing there is no obstacles in the way right now and now that we're forced to kind of stay home um there's no it's, reason there's not no to reason it, right? not to worry and it's super easy and and here we go and it's something that's needed because when you really start digging there's not a lot of uh shows out there that target or you know they're for they're not there like for the the queer audience and i feel like it's it's needed absolutely i was that's what i'm saying i was really excited about making this podcast i um when I w- when we made the name, when you brought the name to me, when you brought the idea of speaking queerly to me, I Googled the podcast, you know, realm to see, you know, what are the podcasts that might be in our realm speak to be, be already made, excuse me, tripping over my words. And there first, first of all, our name is unique. It was nothing like it. So I was like, all right, we're good to go there. And it was just the community itself was so small. I was like, okay, this is not something that's, you know, everybody's talking about there's not, you know, there's like a hundred breakfast clubs. You right. know what I mean? There's like a bunch of the same. Right. It's like oversaturated. <clears throat> I didn't want to basically put out a product for you guys that was, you know, the same regurgitated shit. Right. Like, oh, they're going to talk about all the same things. We're going to we're going to dive deep here. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about um the the, not, the pretty and the non pretty of both uh, and just life in general, yeah. uh, whether it be queer or not, like just getting through the days and as to new york city natives it's rough out them it's rough out here in them streets especially right now in nyc mm-hmm. um but let's get into this uh let's do it let's talk about let's talk about you know the 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 difficulty sometimes people have uh being their authentic selves uh being true to their uh their families and their loved ones about their sexual preference. I mean, some people have it, you know, have it good. Some people don't. You want to share with the listeners what was your coming out story? 
<laughs> so we briefly discussed this before we um started recording. It was like, you know, I don't want to be surprised by your story and be thrown aback. So let's um let's hear it a little. And uh I have to say I hadn't to- told my story in a really long time. So uh telling Versetti prior was like I was like, "Oh my god." It was just a lot of emotion, a lot of memories bringing back and I'm just like, you know, fortunately for me I had a good I had a good coming out story it wasn't bad so I'm just like you know what I was reflecting of how lucky I was and how awesome yes and how awesome my parents are yo shout out to your parents yes shout outs to my father Jason Badillo and my mother Bridget Roman yeah we'll keep her maiden name that's that's who she was when she made me shout out (laughs) to all the parents that are really there for their kids and they're supportive and non-judgmental yes that's beautiful it's um it's it's sad that it's not always the case right you know what i mean absolutely and with that said i had a ritual with my i had two coming out stories because i came out to my father um well you'll see how and <laughs> and so my mother had a different at a separate time because they separated when i was young um they were never married just for some background and high school sweethearts here we go so one uh thursdays me and my mother had this ritual where we would go i would say like once a month or every other week we would go do laundry Damn, at the local laundry once a month which i had bags of laundry maybe two bags it's just me and her true you know and then girls <laughs> we're, we got you. little clothes <laughs> <laughs> our clothes are tiny <laughs> you ever fold a grown man's pair of jeans it's oh just my so goodness, huge like never ending word it's like <laughs> jesus like you pack you have anyway let's not get into it uh, so we had this ritual. We would go to the local laundromat, uh, do our laundry. We would set the laundry to wash, and then we go next door to this our, our local diner where you know we knew everybody. It was our cheers. We'd walk in, and they'd be like, "Hey, what's up?" The usual, yeah. And I'm like, "All right, yeah." Like that was just me and my mother's thing. And rituals, not necessarily rituals, routines are really, really good in a child's structure. Yeah. So I feel like things like that. That's why it really sticks to me these memories because not only did it happen over and over, it's just. It was always a pleasant experience. So it doesn't surprise me that I used that time to come out to my mother. And it was, wasn't planned. It was total surprise. So we go next door to have our dinner. In the middle of dinner, my mother would usually run off to put the clothes in the dryer after the wash and come back. We finish our dinner. And by the time we finished our dinner, the laundry would be done. We'd fold it, go back home, do whatever before lights out. Um, excuse me. All that talking, the mouth dry. I needed a sip. Thanks, Galera. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got into the conversation about. I was about sixteen at this time, and we got into the conversation about relationships and booze, boyfriends, girlfriends. You know the thing. And me and my mother had a really solid relationship. Super and tight. Super tight. Told her everything. Never really afraid to be myself or tell her things. So I had told her that i was like you know kind of lonely which when you think about it excuse me uh 16 year old being lonely like shut your mouth like no, but at that age you do, you don't know anybody you do the, yeah you, you do yearn. start to feel a desire of wanting to mm-hmm. you know be with someone yeah but as an adult you 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 belittle that feeling with children sometimes because you're just like you don't know kind of thing yeah. and even now my 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 being me in the present at this moment looking at my past child my past self i'm like self shut your face you know what i mean like 
You didn't know. You know no yearning. He was feeling that desire. (laughs) But at that time, that was like ultimate desire to me. Yes, like I'm. I'm lonely. I want somebody. I didn't. I was just you know, flirting, talk. Not even talk. Not even messing around. Just you know, exploring. Exploring. Yeah, exploring, period, point blank. Like, you just, you don't really know at that time. I wasn't sexually active, if that's... Oh, my goodness. You're better than me. What's wrong, Papa? Sorry, my dog's here, too, because he's quarantined. Shout out to Booms. I forgot to close the box. <laughs> so cute. Okay, we'll show so- you guys a picture of him. Uh, shh, shh. You should definitely post him on your Instagram. He's so cute. <laughs> I will now, because we have to. Like the, the background noise he in the podcast. <laughs> but that's, you know what? This is what makes it authentic and real people. Anyway, he simmered down. So I had. um So you was telling her about. I told your her desires. how lonely. Yes, my desires. But and you didn't go into death. You was just like. Yeah, you, I was you, just you like. Want, yeah. You want to like be with somebody. And her response was super surprising to me as a mom. I, I'm not a mom, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say as a mom. I would say mothers, they have that, that, that instinct, gut that gut feeling, and they kind of know. So she had told me, oh, but what about this girl, so-and-so, boop, she who shall remain nameless, because I don't want her hearing this. We still talk. <laughs> We're still friends. Um, what about so-and-so? Well, I was just thrown aback and, uh, and silenced, like, I couldn't speak. I was speechless. And finally, I, how did you know? When I responded, just, how did you know? She was like, you know, it's my, she's like, I'm your mother. Come on, please. I know. Uh, Later to find out she's, yeah, later to find out that she's like, you know, heard conversations over the phone. She kind of knows all all that just bundled. But yo, for your moms to be super nonchalant about it, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's really cool. It's really beautiful. It's unheard of in my realm. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. I was like, no, it's not unheard of. But in your, okay, in yeah. your realm, well, I'm sorry, uh, tell us about your Tell us about your, your, your coming out story to your dad. Um, he, it was, it was way different. So I was spending the weekend at his house and he had, uh, he was with his girlfriend, then wife now, living with her and their kids, her kids and their cousin let's let's be clear let's be very clear here my father's girlfriend's kids cousin <laughs> like their family came over for the weekend your and father's girlfriend's kids yes let's okay, be so extra her, clear so pretty much your so, father's girlfriend's side of the family yes perfect if that made not it related more clear to you. <laughs> not related to me clear um came over that weekend and booms please He's talking to the dog across the hall. I'm telling you, it's going to make great content versus Eddie. Trust me. <laughs> so he comes over. Um, they come over. And basically, it was one of those, oh, you like girls? Oh, I like girls. And we kind of like. that cousin. The, me and that cousin. And we kind of like got caught hooking up in one of the rooms in the house by um, my stepbrother, who was younger, younger stepbrother. I can't. I, I want to say nine eight something like that regardless we offered to have everything but a, a rose fucking royce and just not say anything we try to play it off like we're wrestling or we're doing this we're doing that like he was like nah b i thought we had him i thought and then i got the i got the dad walks into the room hours later kind of look like come with me <laughs> so he ratted he basically ratted us out to his mother who in 
turn told my dad and then he brought me to the room and had a you know a sit down with me a serious you know adult conversation at the time you know I felt uh privileged that he would talk to me in such a way like he wasn't angry he was he was angry but the simple fact that I was careless about it and then you know let my your little brother my little, your little brother no see something like that or what right. have you confuse him and shit yeah exactly that was his point he was like you know he doesn't he doesn't know what that is or or you know lesbianism but he wasn't mad or he didn't use that, that he word was messing with a girl no and he he said you know I wish you would have said something you know you don't just tell me these things you should always feel uh, okay to express yourself to me like my parents were in the same um mental level realm state you know that's super what I'm dope. saying like they're just really open individuals my dad was always like i don't give a fuck what you do you can put a bone through your fucking nose as long as your grades are good and you're a decent ass human being like don't you know don't be shitty to people yeah well, it really and, matters. and and school is what's important kind of kind of people you know what i mean absolutely so super blessed thank you there thank you thank you for listening no um thank you parents thank you dad thank you mom because you know you shaped me to be a pretty positive hopeful individual because i didn't come from like murky beginnings i guess yeah i know that's that's broad to say because not everybody from murky beginnings become bitter people but but i'd like to think yeah and i'd like to think that because of their the way they they thought through things and raised me. It's why I'm such a happy-go-lucky, you know, kind person. And to all the listeners that are going through that right now, I'm probably not sure about coming out or just is, it's probably been a hard time. I want you guys to know that you could write to us. You could mm-hmm. let us know what you're going through. We're more than happy to to give you guys suggestions and, like, resources so that maybe it could help your situation, mm-hmm. you could email us at speakingqueerlyinfo at gmail.com and we'll definitely reply to to all your emails. If so you not had- on the show or, or in person, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to always be broadcasted. It could be, you know, if you and want private. it. If you want it to be private, it could be a private thing. By all means, we're not um, qualified um, psychiatrists or anything like that, but we'll always give our insight and we can always direct you in a way to get professional help or professional um, advice and things of that nature. So again, that's speaking queerly info at gmail.com. Or on the IG, on the Instagram. And you can definitely DM us on speaking queerly at, at Instagram. At, on Instagram, excuse me. So um, that was hear, my story, and I kind of mine. I definitely do, and I was like, "It's always because it's the complete opposite." <laughs> I was gonna say it's not gonna be as rainbows and and nah, pink hearts man, not and stars all. and stuff, but um, but you know, shit happens. But exactly, it but makes us stronger. Exactly, and you always have to hear. You know, there's always the good and the bad, and it balance the yang, the yang, the balance. Exactly. So um, let's hear your side, sir, ma'am. Sorry. Yeah, I'm definitely not a sir, guys. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> At all. But since I was little, I was attracted to females. I mean, I like tits, and uh, I used to watch movies when I was little, and I just, I knew I liked girls. Be enamored and by the female, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, like, around 12 years old is when I actually went for it. And um, I became uh, pretty much like girlfriends with my best friend. And the way it happened was really funny. Uh, first, it started like, you know, little taps in the butt. We would like, you know, flirt. And I remember she had a boyfriend, but she had never kissed. 
And I said, I'll teach you. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing, but I sure enough taught her. I was like, I want to. I and from those lessons, it just became like an everyday kind of thing. And we ended up becoming girlfriends and we were together for four years. How old were you? I was 12 years old. And, yeah. and okay. uh, four years later after that, um, I ended up breaking up with her because she was very jealous and possessive. Didn't want me having any female friends. It was just, it was too so much. So from 12 to 16, you guys had this, this relationship, this relationship. On, on the low. Okay. And uh, I come from a, a family that's evangelical, uh, super Christian. Okay. And uh, I, I was going to ask, I'm not familiar with. I remember when I broke up with her, uh, she ended up telling my Sunday school teacher, which was <gasps> our Sunday school teacher, she ended up telling her that I'm messing with girls. She didn't, you know, she didn't mention anything about our relationship. She oh, just no. mentioned the part that I like girls and that I'm messing with girls. Oh, yeah, but she left herself out. Correct. Shady ass. And so then my Sunday beef. school teacher, <laughs> she ends up telling my mother. Of and course. when my mother... And when my mother approaches me about it, I pretty much like play it off like, oh, I'm just curious. <laughs> I had passed. I don't that know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. I had passed that curiosity stage long ago, but she, I was not ready to I was not ready to deal with it because I knew my mom's um, beliefs were not aligned with that way of life. So I didn't want to deal with it. So whatever. Um, I end up getting with this other girl. And uh, she had wrote, like she used to write me some beautiful letters. And I remember she had wrote me a letter that I left on top of my bed. And I went to go walk her to her car. And when I come back, I see my mom in my room with the letter. Damn, what did she do? As soon as you left the room, she was like, Let, "What went on in here?" Let no. me. <laughs> she came running around sniffing she shit, like shit. Wearing, like what's going on? What's going? I smell lesbian. So. <laughs> Here, here, here she is with the fucking letter in her hand, crying her ass out. Aww. And at that point, you're going to hell. At that point, I couldn't, I couldn't like keep it a secret anymore. I was tired. I, actually, I didn't want to keep it a secret anymore. So I was very blunt with her, and I told her, "Yes, I like women. Forget about it." My mom went all out. I mean. The things that you could think of that she said to me that were, like, you know, bad, she pretty much said them. You know, she'd rather me be a prostitute than be a freaking pata, which in Spanish is, like... Duck? Yeah, but they, they that's what they call lesbians and, and, and <laughs> women that like women. Yes. Pato, pata. <laughs> so... I'll uh, be a duck. She'd rather me be I'm a crackhead. She'd rather me be a prostitute, Ugh, but not a lesbian. That's crazy. Right. How are we worse? So, uh... Well, I remember the prostitutes are not bad. Just disclaimer. <laughs> I remember just really, really, really going through it. Uh, after that, things changed between us. Obviously, uh -huh. uh, she was very liberal before with letting me go out. You're the only. You were the only child. No, I have two younger brothers, but I'm the oldest one. Uh -huh. So my mom was very okay with me going out, coming back home, like you know, two, three in the morning, as long as she knew where I was at. As long as you were with a man. <laughs> <laughs> and that well, who now. are you fucking that <laughs> bitch oh it was greg we good so um things really changed i mean it, it got really bad it was always we were always fighting we went from being super cool my mom and i were like best friends and we went from that to fighting all the time because we didn't agree as far as my sexual preference she had mm -hmm. you know her way of thinking i had mine and uh pretty much it went on for years and then 
I remember my mom was going through like a really tough financial situation and nobody helped her during that moment except for one person. And it was the, the, the woman that I was with in a relationship at that time. Oh, not so even that you. I like, thought you were going to say me. Nah. Because I was still in college. You know, I, I was still. Oh, like, so you were I, poor I too. I, yeah, I wasn't able to help her. <laughs> she was her. eating ramen. Like, <laughs> I can't help you, mom. Exactly. So um, that, you know, that girlfriend of mine, she helped her. Wow. And that kind of was like, you know, my mom had spit up and it came down on I her. I was about to say, you just, yeah, got slapped and in the face. Like, that, huh? Yo, after that happened, my mom's attitude completely changed. Yeah, she got a mean, taste of her own medicine. It doesn't mean that, you well, know, she was in an agreement because she didn't agree with yeah. my lifestyle, but she was respectful of it. And she was. She's like, oh, they're people, too. Right. They're they're, they can be sweet, kind, generous right. people just like me. They exactly. just don't believe and what she, I believe. And she, and you know, she started treating her with love and respect and being kind to her. Just, you know, treating her like yeah. a human. Yeah, word. Like, you're a human and we think differently. That's okay. But that's how it went down with my mom. So when did you guys patch things up and start being cool again? Because after, after that was when it really, really, like, took a turn for the better. Okay. And now it got to the point where, you know, my mom's she doesn't agree with my uh, lifestyle. However, she loves me unconditionally. And that's all I want. You don't, you know, let's just agree to disagree on this one. It doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't have to be a division. It doesn't have to be all of that. We could just agree to disagree and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the approach, you know, p parents that don't agree with that lifestyle. I think that's the approach that sh they should take because a lot of times what happens is, you know, the, a lot of kids end up in the street, homeless or in shelters because their parents don't agree with their lifestyle and sometimes, you know, they end up worse, they end up dead. Was it really worth it? I mean, that is the worst case scenario. But it happens. But it happens. It does happen. It's not unheard of. Yeah, and that's something we want to avoid. So again, reach out. Speaking clearly, info at gmail.com. Parents too. I mean, anybody that, you know, has a story or, or some type of concern and it's related to the queer community, definitely reach out. You know like, what I'm curious about? Tell me. When did you start liking girls? Like, when did you notice it? I didn't. Yeah, it took a long. You know what? I didn't notice it. Somebody brought it to my attention. Isn't that crazy? So I was, um, you, you know how you like poke somebody in the side and it tickles them and shocks them. Some yep. people like I was doing hate that all the time it with the best friend. Yeah, exactly. Some people like really hate it, though. <laughs> Some people like don't fucking do that shit. Like they jab you right in the like fleshy part of your rib. And so you you buckle your whole your whole torso kind of buckles in. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like kind of like a funny bone. Yeah, it's weird. It's like you, you're laughing, but it's super annoying. But it hurts too. Yeah, exactly. Especially if they jab you really hard with so their who was doing index that to finger. You? No, I had um. It was just like this thing that we were all doing in school. You just like you know we were running up to each other and jabbing each other or what have you. And I had gotten this one girl, and I'm assuming because she got so mad because she just was unex she didn't expect it or was thrown off guard and was just already tired of it or what have you. Who knows what she was thinking? But after I did it. She was like, what the fuck? You're always poking. What are you, a fucking lesbian or something like that? And I was like, <laughs> I was thrown aback. I was like. Wait, how old are you? Oh, this is I, uh, intermediate school. Damn right I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and I know I was confused. But I didn't, didn't even I didn't even think about that. That word never really, like, I never thought of it. I just was like, a, a lesbian? 
does she think that kind yo, of thing that shit can have you thinking like yo am it, i a lesbian it did it did have me thinking after that first of all i stopped poking people <laughs> i stopped poking people after that because i see such a bad reaction it, it, you know it it just made it sour for me and then from that point on i just it was just it was like marinating in my mouth it was just like this taste that i was just like a lesbian what is i had to constantly say it to myself like I just, I was never even exposed to the lesbians so or gay. So when you actually started dibbling and dabbling in lesbianism. Um, that was the first mental. And then I, it, I, it's weird because it kind of just came out of nowhere. It was just like one conversation to the next kind of thing. What a, what? It was with a friend's sister or a friend's older sister. Oh, I was wow. over her house. How much older? Um, I had to be 15-ish, you know, the same age that I was, where the dad story came about, maybe uh-huh. a little before, because I remember it was the same year, now that I think about it. So you was like around 15? So I want to say, let's say 15, and boom. And sister's friend? Sister's I mean, friend, I'm over in my friend's, friend's sister, house. my bad. Yeah, I'm over in my friend's house. Are you 15 in high school? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, definitely 15 um over my friend's house and i don't know what the fuck my friend was doing i was alone with her sister and her sister was talking to me and we started talking about sex or whatever she had a she had a kid so she had a baby daddy we were talking about her hey, baby daddy was the sister? she had to be like 18 19 like right, so around there young, let's she, say like 18 to 20 something like that yeah, yeah yeah young mom like out of high school so let's say 18 19 20 something like that and i know that's three years but pick one and um she was talking about being turned on by him and stuff like that and talking about sex and i was like oh my by god asking questions father? by her yeah by her baby daddy you know we know in new york we were like a baby daddy and um she she was telling me oh you ever got like your fingers sucked because that shit feels mad good or what, what what so essentially she like sucked my fingers to demonstrate how good it felt and it was amazing yo she knew exactly what she was doing me, yo she sure did <laughs> It was amazing. It was so good. Oh my god! And I was just like left their mouth agape, like just like. So that was your first experience. Yeah. So with from a girl. fingers, so from the fingers being sucked, then what? I'm so nosy. Um, kissing, a fingering. What all yeah. of that? That and then I mean, in one sitting. Was that in one sitting? Sitting. Yeah, I want to say that was in one sitting. Like, so from there, it gradually, I was like, wow, that felt amazing. My nipples got hard and shit. Like, I was just like, yeah, you was I've never been turned on like that before. Like, that was my first, like, arousal as a, as a, time as a woman. Experiencing Like, a pure, aroused. pleasurable arousal. Yeah. Wow. Like, being really aroused. Like, I've been groped and rubbed and behind the auditorium curtain at, in school by right, boys right, right. and shit. Like, I experienced nothing like that. And all she did was suck my two my index and middle finger together that's i'll never forget that it was your first time getting those fingers sucked so you know it's a whole nother feeling my god (laughs) where's my dream sequence that shit was like yeah it was yo i remember (laughs) i remember my first time it was magical so remember i told you that it was magical it was magical remember my first time was not magical like getting down and down and dirty not so much but let me hear yours the best friend and i we had been kissing and you know fooling around for months but we had never took it there 
So it was just like building up momentum. You know, we went from like <sighs> first base to second base. And it this took, was days, yeah, it, it weeks. Took, it took months, months to get to that point. <sighs> but, it's uh, always hard when you're young. I feel like it always takes you such a long time to make a move. Yo, it really does. Mm-hmm. Because you're innocent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, you know, you, you're not sure about the next move. Can you? Should you? I did that when I slept over like my quote unquote girlfriend's house one time. It's like we both stood up all night just like. Talking shit? No, not just mad quiet, inching towards each other. Everybody was too scared to make a move. And then the sun rose. Like, that's how long it's... (laughs) And then everybody's waking up. Like, we finally get the courage and touch each other and start kissing. And And people start start waking waking up. up. (laughs) Like, rise and shine, fuckers. (laughs) Anyway. So, check it. We're, um, you know, we're... Matter of fact, we... So, when we got to that point where Uh we finally did it... um. I remember she had just got out the shower and I was laying like in fresh. her bed. Yeah, she's super fresh. <laughs> I was laying in her bed. Posed so like, I told Hi. her, oh, we should take a nap. Some, something like that. <laughs> Some, so to she, disarm her, make her feel like, oh. So she, she came and laid down next to me mm-hmm. uh, with her towel on. And, you know, we started kissing. She didn't even try, like. We started kissing and, you know, from kissing and went to touching. And and all I have on is a towel. So it went to actually like fucking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was like I said, how old are you? Magical. I am not going to disclose that. Okay. I was like, did you say how old you were? Too young. Put it like that. (laughs) But I knew what the hell I was doing. I was clearly because it sounds like an adult situation and you were handling (laughs) it like a a motherfucking G adult. Let's just say I was always mature for my age. You know, my grandma, she helped raise me. She was like, let's take a nap. So I had an older soul (laughs) to me. And uh, yeah, I did say, let's take a nap. (laughs) Knowing damn well we was not going to take no nap. I have no intention of sleeping. (laughs) That's, that's That's the devil in your head. Shh, don't even say that. (laughs) so yeah it was just it was pure magic i mean it felt so amazing it felt so good and like you i was super aroused i mean Mm -hmm. like waterfalls (laughs) and ever since then i just like i knew i mean that's when it was like official but before then i knew Uh, have you ever been with uh uh men yeah yeah okay okay yeah um no gold stars here no okay yeah i I've was been, i've been with the guy too i always said you know you gotta know i don't like chocolate so i always tell people i had to taste chocolate to know i don't like it you know what i mean of course i love so, chocolate by the way okay that's good but um <laughs> i always like i always was attracted to to women since i was little but um mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't actually start messing around until i was about 12 years old and actually having sex with a man i didn't have sex with a man until my 20s and then once you did you were like oh yeah i'm definitely a lesbian or nah, did it take like so yeah same here it was like more like no, gradual it wasn't it wasn't like abs- like it wasn't immediate um yeah. because i feel uh attraction towards both it's not like i'm just attracted Hell to yeah, women sexy ass dudes out there yeah correct mm-hmm. uh so I didn't especially like, the feminine ones. <laughs> you off the hook. So I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't say, oh no, um, I don't like men at all. No, it wasn't like that. Um, I think you know, there's people that that are attracted to both. There's people that are attracted to just one uh, sex. I mean, hey, whatever floats your boat, right? Or a particular look, like they could be a male or a female, but they always look the same. They were like, oh, like the people that have a type, and you could tell they have a type because they're like 
exes and people they mess with kind of all resemble each other. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm burped. So, yeah, that's pretty much how the cookie <laughs> crumbled here. Um, I lost train of thought. What was I going to ask you? Okay, so I was asking you about um, dudes. So, like, it was that it was that one experience. It wasn't that one experience. You had to, like, go through it to. Yeah, I, when that happened to me, I did the same thing. I, like, kept thinking to myself, oh, is that one person? Like, oh, maybe it's just that person. Maybe, you know, I maybe that type of dude is not my thing or kind of. I'm definitely. And I, de- can, I, I got kind of promiscuous with it because I was just curious and interested in, like, the different types of sex and and how, you know, everybody was so unique in that, that way. Yeah. So I was always, like, I don't want to say experimenting, like but just searching. Yeah, I, yeah, let's use that. Dipping and dabbing to, like you know, figure it out and figure out what I like. And sometimes, you know, it's not even something to really try to figure out. Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? You don't have to put so much thought into it. You could be attracted to whatever. I wish I knew that years ago, though. I didn't know that. And I was, yeah. I was always, like, because, chasing, like, something. Because society puts us kind of, like, in a box. There's always, like, a label for everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of, like, want to know where you fit in. What's your, you know, what's your classification or whatever, your label. But in reality, it is what it is. Because they want to know what to refer to you as. I guess, whatever. I just think it's society always, like, trying to fucking put you in some type of box. And it doesn't have to be that way. You could just like what you like, do what you do, and it's nobody's business. That's my two cents on it. I mean, if you're not hurting nobody, and like what your dad told you, if you're a decent human being and you're kind the hell do i care who you're you know who you're kissing who you're doing i mean as long as it's not no kid you know what i mean yeah a word (laughs) that's that's a whole nother um episode yeah (laughs) i don't even think we'd talk about would we get into an episode like that you have thoughts on that uh gotta think about it gotta put it into prayer and see if that's something i wanna i wanna actually talk about yeah yeah because i know you have um uh was telling me this uh conspiracy theory over brunch today and she was blowing my mind about how like all this was foreseen Mm. and it's just the beginning of like a bigger agenda yeah there you go agenda that's the way i was was. talking i was talking to uh jew about the new world order but that's that's another episode (laughs) i think that's a whole nother show (laughs) actually i think it's a whole nother show guys but um like Defin- a different podcast? Yeah. Oh, okay. I okay. think so. That's not our But realm. I definitely want to thank everyone for listening, for tuning in to our first episode of Speaking Queerly. Uh, this is just the beginning. We're super definitely. excited to continue uh, building and, and, and getting more involved with the listeners and just taking this to another level. We appreciate you guys. Lots of blessings mm-hmm. to each of you. We want to connect with you guys. So definitely hit us up on the socials. Uh, Rossetti, plug that again so they can find you. So my Instagram and everywhere you can find me is DJ Versetti. Real simple. And you can find us on Instagram, Speaking Queerly. We're also on Twitter, Speaking Queerly Info. Is on Twitter? Yeah. Okay. And um, if you have any questions, any comments, 
uh, need advice or anything, hit DM, us up. Add us, email us, yeah, all our, that stuff. Our emails speaking queerly info at gmail.com. Awesome. I really hope you guys enjoyed our stories and come and 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 uh, commentary. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that Belair is some really good stuff, as you can tell from my um, repeated words. <laughs> And um, I really look forward to just getting to know you guys better. I wanted to, did we decide what we're going to call our fans? I know this is the first episode. I don't know if it's presumptuous of us to say, I mean, you know, I call our fans. I call but, my, um, my, my people, I call them all um, worldwide fam. I don't know if you, we want to include them in that, but that's how I call them. Because they're not fans to me. They're family. Mm-hmm. So it's world, and since we worldwide, it's worldwide fam. That's right. All right. We can definitely keep that for um, all you listeners. I appreciate you guys so, so much. You can follow me, all things Juju, at Juju the Model. And um, stay tuned. Stay tuned for more Speaking Queerly. Peace and blessings. Bye.